0: So how are you?
1: Very good. I think it rained last night.
0: <laughs> it definitely did, <laughs> and there were earthworms too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, rain Remind reminds me of uh, that. Yesterday we spoke about important work done at Asola Wildlife Sanctuary of building check dams. Yes. And you know, I studied in a college called Badal. IIT Yes. and that was on the edge of the mountains and the plains. So it it is where the plains ended of Punjab Hmm. and where the foothills of Himachal started.
1: Wow! That was lovely in my mind's eye.
0: Yeah, and it is lovely when we look at the plains from one of the hilltops of Shivalik. Wow! Especially when it was raining. You know, just Hmm. after rain, you know, the sky clears and everything. So, the views look very good. Now, the point here is that that area is called the Kandi area. Hmm. Kandi area is the area which traditionally has the, you know, lowest crops. Okay. Lowest, uh, not only crops, it has the, uh, it's usually associated with all the kind of things that are grown, which are Maru. That means, you know, they would grow uh, Chole, Chana. Mm Mm-hmm which is usually, you know, grown in dry areas.
1: Correct, correct.
0: And the reason for that was that even though that was shivaliks and that is where the rainfall happened a lot, Hmm. yet because of the high runoff, Hmm. what would happen is as soon as it would rain, within a day, Hmm. all Hmm. the water would run off and go into the further plains, which are at a lower elevation. So this place would be, you know, washed off of all the Hmm. topsoil. Okay. You know within no time Mm -hmm. and the rain was there but the rain didn't benefit that area so it benefited the other areas so what the government did over time is built a lot of check dams in this area Mm
1: -hmm.
0: now this is a great intervention which gives some you know prosperity to that area Mm -hmm. so check dams you know help a lot in you know giving uh, water supply uh, high percolation into the ground water supply in those areas where they are made,
1: Quite.
0: and that created beautiful, uh, you know, places for all the college students to visit. Also, the check dams are very beautiful because mm. you have this water body. A lot of check dams I remember, Mirzapur check dam and uh, you know other check dams. They're beautiful and they're mm. not just one. They're along the whole Shivalik. And so it's a very good initiative by the Forest Department and the Government of Punjab.
1: Super. And when did this initiative start?
0: I have no idea. Oh, okay. But what okay. I know is that I'm this is 2010-ish, 11-ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was all, it was there. And, uh, you know, that area is a Punjab, but it is one of the less prosperous Punjabs.
1: God. Even yeah. uh, Even after the check dams were built? Was, I mean, yeah, impact?
0: after the check dams were built, yeah, the crops changed. Mm -hmm. So, now people grow wheat there also. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that wheat is a direct cash crop. Yes. And wheat is like uh, farmer's fixed deposit. (laughs) 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 Because if they plant that, they are assured of a certain MSP, Mm -hmm. which, you know, they get at the end of the harvest season. That's why Punjab has highest MSPs in India. Got it. And that's what the whole reason behind this issue on the farm bills and all which is a separate issue separate forum to discuss but just mm. to give you an overview God. Okay, that is the issue there because it's a fixed deposit which people kind of <laughs> they, gave, they they paid account if they, that is open to the market it will kind of lead to uh, you know no certainty which farmers mm. kind of want mm. and you know I once spoke to a farmer from mm. ludhiana this was in one of the uh, you know sclp programs where he had come as a guest Hmm. big time farmer i said sir why don't you grow organic and stuff he said bro Hmm. we are farmers we know all that (laughs) okay (laughs) so don't tell me about organic you know he was very kind he didn't say this exact word but Hmm. he meant that Hmm. he meant that don't tell us about organic we have tried all that Hmm. but you know the people in the market they want the glistening covered big size uh, things which organic kind of may not produce. Organic will have Kida in it, you know, organic will not be as, uh, uh, you know, nicely shaped as the commercial variety developed in a lab seed would be shaped. So he said, because of the market problem, because of the lack of uh, demand, we end up growing what everybody else is growing,
1: which so is changing far.
0: slowly in cities, by the way.
1: Superb. And and imagine all this is related to our language.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because as soon as the language changes, comparison comes. And as soon mm. as comparison comes, people want different looking things from what they have always had for generations on generations. Mm. I recall here a conversation that we had had with the legendary professor who again lost his life during the Corona second wave.
0: Mm.
1: Professor lakshmi thatha
0: okay
1: he had rest in peace yeah yes uh, sanskrit texts sanskrit texts translate kiye, and he was spearheading one of the few technical universities of sanskrit so we didn't we don't know all these things mostly but there are technical universities in sanskrit as well that you know address issues like physics astrophysics math- mathematics chemistry from the sanskrit shastras Right, right. Understood. And uh, Professor uh, Lakshmi Satachar took us to his farm mm. and he showed us his farm and he explained to us. So we asked him, we were like, wow, this is like, it looks really prosperous and and he said that, see, you have to understand what is written in the Shastras is the first right of food is not for human beings. Okay. The first rite of food is for the birds and the insects. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Once they have consumed what they need to consume, then you take whatever is left. Okay. And when a bird has consumed a fruit, that doesn't mean it has become contaminated. Right. <laughs> which is, again, a phenomena in language, you know. Right. Because the one thing that I have noticed is that we tend to uh, speak of inside and outside, bad and good, in absolute terms. Which right. is quite an established phenomena, theory of general semantics and... Bertrand Russell, a lot of people have written about this, that this is not how, you know, this is not how how the world works. The world is full of shades of grey. Yes. And as soon as we go into this domain of absolute right and wrong, absolute good and bad, then people over time, and it takes a very long time for people to uh, change track of their minds and say that, no, this thing is, this shape is good. And if this shape then Right. And now, Raja, if I tell you that this has everything to do with makeup and plastic surgery as well.
0: I would believe you. <laughs> you know,
1: because, again, it is about people not being able to accept themselves and each other the way they are and the way they are not. Hmm. It's about not being at peace with yourself. Right. And as soon as you discover that, because, you know, as you were speaking about the fact that Organic doesn't give the right shape. Organic doesn't give the right size. Organic doesn't give the right yield. Mm. I was reminded of uh, a, a farmer whose video that I saw. Very recently, I saw a video of a farmer in Madhya Pradesh. Mm. And uh, he uh, is practicing Javik Kheti. And here I would like to highlight the work of the Kheti Virasat Mission in uh, uh, Punjab. That has done some phenomenal work in, you know, slowly have, helping farmers to transition to the side of Javik Kheti. Yeah.
0: And shout yeah, out but, to Mr. Meistat, who yeah, absolutely that Absolutely.
1: For starting that and for really creating it as a movement. Yeah. And what I'm reminded of this farmer is exactly this. That this farmer being interviewed, he said, Ki, Sir, when I started, I was also very scared. Yeah. That what I will get as a yield will be low. Yeah. All the insects will eat up my crops. Yeah. And he said that slowly by slowly I saw over two, three years that my yield actually became stronger, more robust richer in color, thicker in yield, and my per hectare yield increased from what I had earlier for so many years. And he said that before that also I tried basic organic stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. what interesting in this person's case was that he had actually transformed based on a philosophy. Okay. Just like Fukuoka, I think, right? Spoh, wrote a, wrote The One-Straw Revolution. Right. And those of our listeners who have read that book, you will remember that moment in time and those standing... of
0: you who have not read
1: Rai, Rai Raja Singh, can you tell us about it more? <laughs> yeah, of course. He's considered one of the founding fathers of uh, of natural farming. Right. And uh, uh, and it was an epiphany. It was, uh, you know, one moment when, like, Gautam right. Buddha Nirvana uh, So he was actually standing one night terribly cold. And in the morning, as the sun uh, came up over the horizon, he saw a few birds fly, take flight, and he saw a patch of land right. with some wild crops that were growing on it. Right. And uh, that is when he realized that everything happens perfectly at the right time, in harmony with each other, and we don't need to intervene.
0: Right.
1: Nature takes care of its own. Right. And it was just an epiphany. After that, he of course he he had already been a biophysicist and a plant biologist and i don't know what all he was an expert in farming scientifically he had all the skills yeah but then he went back uh to uh you know farming naturally and then yeah. again went on to becoming a legend and for people who know him or have interacted with him they used to say that he hardly spoke he would yeah. go to his farm and he would just make you do things yeah, 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 yeah. in that doing people would realize that what kind of interventions now so which country was this This was in the country that you have traveled to through the Woof Network, Japan.
0: Yeah, and I also worked in one of the organic farms there.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) And, you know, they grow really good stuff. They use the recycled human poop with a lot of enzymes as, you know, great fertilizer. And, you know, the yield is amazing there. I personally worked on that farm. And, you know, one thing that he told me very clearly, uh, Tepio Oshima-san, who -hmm. was my supervisor, Is that, you know, the presentation has to be really nice. Hmm. So, these big things you would cut with a scissor, Hmm. clean it, wipe it with a cloth, put it in a nice bag and Hmm. then give it to the supermarket. (laughs) Hmm. People are frenzy about presentation. (laughs) Hmm. So, they they make sure that they grow organic and they also have good presentation so that they can get the right price.
1: Super. Yeah. Superb. So, it, I think, you know, it just kind of reminded me of a, a, um, a travelogue that I had once read. See, if one goes into the bookshops these days, even in Delhi, you but have a travelogues, travelogues which are written by British officers of the East India Company, who were the first few travellers who came to India. Okay. And I remember one such travelogue where the officer mentioned the skill of the Indian farmer, saying that not a single patch of land is left untended to and unplanted. But right. not planted in a manner where you know like today you find monocrop as far yeah. as i can see a single crop
0: right
1: which is unnatural if you leave if you let nature take its course it's not going to do that it will have a huge biodiversity and variety right so the officer was actually writing about you know yield per acre and yield per hectare but saying that if the slope changes even a little bit and the sun changes dif- shines differently then the farmer grows something else on it so From a single farm, you'll get like literally hundreds of things versus just one thing. (laughs) Right. That one thing, you know.
0: And you know what, just just to tell you more about this. Mm. So our current combined harvesters Mm. promote monocropping, promote large areas which can be used, you know, harvested using a machine. Whereas in Japan, what I saw was brilliant hand tools which don't exist in India. Brilliant uh, smaller tools which are not in India, which I didn't see
1: here. Let me rephrase which... that. Uh, let me rephrase that. The the tools do exist in India. You will never find them in the mainstream. Okay. You will find them in small farms. You will find them in uh, in the mountain farms. You will find them in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. But they just don't exist in the mainstream. And you are mm-hmm. absolutely right. Like for someone like me who's sitting, who's living in the city and who's access to maybe farm implements is from online websites, mm-hmm. um, you'll never find those tools.
0: Yeah. So, so, in the mainstream, uh, you know, what, I, what I'm trying to say is that there are a lot of dedicated uh, tools which are mm-hmm. designed to have uh, smaller patch of lands, yes, tend yes. to smaller patches of land mm-hmm. and, you know, work on various crops and help instead of just one crop and one system. Mm-hmm. So, my idea was that monocropping uh, was not a good idea in Japan mm-hmm. because they didn't have flat patches of land. Yes. So it was all like okay this particular terrace and then the other terrace farm mm. then the other terrace farm then this small little area between the two terraces. Mm. <laughs> so it was all messed up, but still they ma- managed it the good And this is a country which is importing a huge percentage of their food every single day mm. you know so so whatever they grow is gold for them mm. yeah whereas we kind of take this for granted, <laughs> but it means a lot in India. You know, if you are kind of dependent, self-dependent on food.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Correct. And here I think I would really like to acknowledge the government's schemes for organic, where they've encouraged farmers. One of my friends uh, converted uh, from regular farming to organic. They have a policy where within three years they test the soil, they give you an organic certificate. And uh, you can actually grow that stuff as organic. Because even in India now, we know, at least in the cities, the demand is increasing.
0: Absolutely. Um, I buy it at double the price. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> that unfortunately is not true for my friend. Like, for example, my friend lives in the village. Right. And he says that if I take my organic produce to the mandi, yeah. I don't get double the price. I get the same price as anybody else getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. comes the smartness of the people in the city who understand branding, positioning. Positioning. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so on and so forth and yeah. i wouldn't uh, you know kind of say that everybody might be entirely honest also in their practices but the people who are growing it uh, uh, you know often get discouraged because of this reason double yeah, the but at the end of the day at the end of the day uh, they're doing a good stuff and they're they're
0: they produce good food which their own children can eat and uh, Eventually, they're spreading good to the world,
1: <laughs> yes. And some of them have yeah. now become smart where they are actually marketing all these things directly to the cities, right? So they right. have tied up with the uh, few transport agencies. And, uh, gorob,
0: gorob, gorob, yaar. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so it was great talking about farming and uh, organic stuff and talking about Kandi area. As we started and uh, uh, into all our listeners, we want to really listen back from you. and We are available in major. Podcast Platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Please, please, please spread the word of this podcast, Paskaryar, so that we can reach to more and more people. Thank you, Goro, and thank you all.
1: Thank you. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.